You are listening to the Anna Zabo Show, a podcast for Christian women, where we have conversations about God, gospel, and the matters of life. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving your review and rating on iTunes. Your review can help other women find this content. Today we're talking about a very serious topic, how to forgive and what God says about forgiveness. To post your comment or question and also share your story of forgiveness, go to annazabo.com forgive. Why is this topic so serious? Well, Matthew 6, 14, 15 says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. Wow! When I heard this, I asked myself, Have I forgiven everyone? Because I know for sure that I am not saint, and I most definitely need my father's forgiveness. And sometimes forgiveness is hard. It's hard for me. What about you? How is your heart? You might be experiencing some heaviness in your heart right now, or pain, or maybe your heart is aching and bleeding invisibly from complete brokenness. I know what it feels like to have a broken, bleeding, shattered in microscopic pieces heart that causes pain, grief, sadness, anger, but most importantly can really paralyze us with resentment and bitterness that come from unforgiveness. How do I know that? I shared my story with you at annazabo.com about, but here's just a short version of what caused my broken heart to bleed and ache. I got married last year on May um, 14th, 2016, and four months later my husband filed for divorce saying that he's not interested in me, in our marriage anymore and that he only wants to be an Iron Man in life and compete in Kona. My heart was shattered and bleeding pieces on a sunny day in downtown Decatur, Georgia, where he called his bicycle, my other wife I cheat on you with, and he laughed. And it was not funny to me. When in my divorce jury trial a few weeks ago, his attorney asked me if Michael was cheating on me, (laughs) I was surprised how it was even a question. How was it not even apparent? Michael spent 50-60 hours a week with his bicycle, according to his own witness, his testimony in our jury trial regularly left me with no money in our checking account, unable to buy food, 
and even refused to have sex with me, saying that he wanted to save himself for his Ironman training. I was cheated on sexually, relationally, financially, and in every imaginable way. But most importantly, I felt worthless having been traded in for a bicycle. I was depressed and suicidal. I was devastated. That's how I can relate to your heartache. You might have endured infidelity. Or maybe you need to forgive someone who abused you. Or perhaps you've been abandoned by your father as a child. I was. Or maybe the one needing your forgiveness is your uncle who sexually insulted you. That is very hard. I know because I've been raped. I was raped twice. Or maybe you were let go from a job unexpectedly and you feel resentment from unfairness of the situation. It happened to me. Whatever it is that requires your forgiveness, please know that I can relate to your pain. You're in the right place. I understand your heartache. I understand how much it hurts that someone treated you so wrongly and took advantage of you. I understand how much it hurts to be rejected, unwanted, and feel worthless, devalued, and like you don't belong anywhere on earth. My mother went to abort me when she was pregnant with me. When I was born anyway, she hated me and told me that And until nine years ago when I left Russia, she told me on a regular basis, I hate you and I just want you dead. My father didn't want me. I was raped. I experienced domestic violence in my first marriage and was homeless in a foreign country without speaking any English in 2009. I lived in a shelter for victims of domestic violence called International Woman's House here in Georgia. I know how much pain your heart is carrying from being broken. I am so sorry you had to go through that adversity. I've discovered on my journey of pain from brokenheartedness that there are four aspects of forgiveness we must consider. And I will post this at um, nsabo.com slash forgive. So the four aspects of forgiveness are what we feel, what we think, what we do, and what God says. So let's talk first about what we feel about forgiveness and forgiving. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while and read my story at anazabo.com slash about, you know that I have been taking advantage of and had to do some serious forgiveness work very recently and I still have to do it. I was living my life to the fullest when Michael, who was a graduate of Metro Atlanta Seminary, the way he presented himself, and who worked at North Point Church here in Atlanta, started pursuing me. Very quickly he proposed to me, and I said yes. 
we went through pre-engagement counseling first, which is why I said yes, we went through premarital counseling. Two weeks after he proposed to me, I was already paying for his house remodeling, which continued through May 2016. We got married on May 14th, 2016, and he abandoned the marriage right away, called his bicycle my other wife I cheat on you with, and filed for divorce four months later. It was a very clever deception. And I shared two podcasts ago with you the methodology behind this manipulation I endured. That house was worth $146,000 according to the insurance papers when we were replacing the roof in February last year, 2016. With the new floors, ceilings, roof, garage doors, walls, vanities, sinks, showers, bathtubs, light fixtures, new staircase, doorknobs, door stoppers, custom shelving systems everywhere. Everything we've done to the house, today it's worth $230,000. And I paid for a huge portion of it. We went through two divorces. Actually, I think you need to know when we talk about forgiveness that Michael kept it all. But, so he filed for divorce last September. On the day of his last Ironman, he served me with divorce summons at the Christian Conference Harvest here in Atlanta through Process Server. Then he asked me to reconcile in November, and I said yes, and five weeks later he filed for second divorce. So when we talk about forgiveness in terms of a huge betrayal, cheating, mental cruelty, rejection, manipulation, I get your pain. I totally get your pain. I did not feel like I wanted or was able to forgive Michael. Feeling victimized. I was depressed, and I knew that for as long as I was not forgiving, Michael had so much power over me. So I decided to want to forgive. I installed as my iPhone lock screen our wedding picture where we were praying head to head while doing a communion at our wedding. My favorite picture. And I will post it for you at nsabo.com slash forgive. Every time I picked up my phone, I saw the picture and I would intentionally say out loud every single time, multiple times a day, I love you, Michael, and I forgive you. I love you, Michael, and I forgive you. For months, as he dragged me through these divorces and did all kinds of nonsense to me, I was practicing forgiveness every minute of every day. I remember everyone was asking me about that picture, and when I would share why I still had it, people would just look at me puzzled. Many people were trying to tell me that Michael was not worth the effort and that I just needed to move on. Listen, girl, 
you don't move on from your own unforgiveness. You don't move on from your own heartache, heartbrokenness, and your pain. If you believe that you can simply move on, go listen to my podcast and hear how unprocessed feelings and emotions destroy you. That episode here is called Tell Me How You Really Feel. If you believe that you can move on from unforgiveness, you really need to go listen to that podcast. So, I kept the picture and my habit until the end of our jury trial a few weeks ago. But we're talking about what we feel about forgiving. And sometimes, even though you decide to forgive, what you feel is the opposite. After practicing all that, and praying for Michael day and night, I cried out to God one day because of how much pain there was still in my heart. So much heartache. And here is a poem I wrote about my pain and depression asking for healing to allow me to move on, to allow me to forgive for good, It's called The Truth. Dear God, I am trying to hold it together and persuade myself that I'm okay. But the truth is I am not sure whether or not I can live with this pain another day. I accept this divorce and I forgive Michael. That's what I say to myself daily when I wake up. But the truth is I'm going around in a vicious cycle with sadness and grief about this eternal breakup. I'm in pain. I am sad. I am grieving and I am angry. I'm condemning myself and Michael for our mistakes. My emotions from grace and love to hopelessness vary. And I can't believe how much time and effort my healing takes. Please help me move on from here, Father. Please lead my walk and protect my mind and heart. I don't know if my emotional ups and downs you bother, but I am bothered by them and I need my moving on to start. God, I trust in your goodness and your perfect plan for me. I trust that you will deliver me from this pain. Humble, kind, and God-glorifying I want to be. Please make my life productive and joyful once again. This poem was never ever shared with anyone. It's very vulnerable and personal to my soul. It revealed to even me how much I wanted to forgive, but also how so very hard it was. Even after months and months of practicing forgiveness intentionally, this is a process. We must try until, like when babies learn to walk, they try until. I believe forgiveness is that kind of a skill. Right now, pause and honestly answer this question. How do you feel about forgiving your offender? Now, when we discovered our feelings about forgiveness, next let's talk about our thoughts on this topic. So, 
what we think about forgiveness and forgiving. Let's talk about that. When we experience something tragic, painful, we were taken advantage of in a terrible way, we tend to justify our unforgiveness. I did that. And I ask myself, why? Why are you taking this poison? And let me just explain to you. When I say poison, that, that, that's exactly what unforgiveness is. Because if I were to choose any feeling I want to feel, any feeling that is good for me to feel, any feeling that is productive for me to feel, any feeling that is healthy for me mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, if I could choose that feeling, it would always be joy, peace, contentment, and love. I would never choose bitterness, anger, resentment that all come from unforgiveness. So if I wouldn't choose it for me, why? Because it poisons my body. It poisons my mental health. It poisons my future because it keeps me stuck in a prison. That's why I ask myself, why are you taking this poison? And for a long time, I couldn't pinpoint the problem. I knew that I wanted to feel forgiveness. I wanted to let go of bitterness and resentment. I wanted to set Michael free from the debt of offense that he owed me. But I couldn't. And I couldn't figure out why, even though I wanted to forgive Michael. I just couldn't. And then I had a breakthrough. I realized that me holding on to my unforgiveness was as if it were a confirmation of what really happened to me. I realized that deep down, subconsciously, I felt or thought as if forgiving Michael would make it as if the abuse I endured from him never happened to me. And I wept. That's how relieving this breakthrough was for me. And my sanity, my mental health. Forgiving Michael did not mean at all being around Michael. Or talking to him ever again. Or anything other than forgiving Michael, I would let go of the debt of offense he owed me. My story is still my story. Everything that happened to me, happened to me. And I did not need, I knew that I did not need to hold on to my bitterness, resentment, anger, and unforgiveness to have my story. Why would I want to forgive Michael? Because unforgiveness is poison from which the only person dying is the one who is experiencing unforgiveness. And I wrote this poem. It's called Forgiveness. Forgiveness is a lifelong journey. It's a decision to set people free from the debt of offense they owe you. 
issuing them an intentional debt-free decree. The beneficiary of that decree, though, is not them. It's your heart that experiences liberation from anger and bitterness as you no longer condemn, so issue people the forgiveness decree with no hesitation. Forgive people often, or daily, or even hourly. Decide to quit taking the resentment poison. Commit to letting go of grudges sincerely and move lightheartedly toward your new horizon. So once I figured out why I was holding on to unforgiveness, justifying my own bitterness and resentment, instantly I wanted to forgive, to set myself free from this jail I was in. I wanted to be joyful and at peace. I wanted to be content with what is. So what actions did I have to take to make it happen? Let me share with you. What we do about forgiveness and forgiving is what we'll be talking about now. When I decided to forgive and I was feeling that desire and thinking about letting go for the sake of my own mental health, I was away from Michael already living in my own new home, preparing for our jury trial. I decided to pray for him. I have journals full of genuine prayers for my offender, and I will share this one with you. I wrote this prayer for Michael's birthday, which was July 14th this year, and I prayed it non-stop. Today, I have it framed as a part of my prayer hallway at home, and these things I prayed about are what I really, truly, genuinely want for Michael. It was hard to get to that place, but being here where I'm I'm at, I'm at peace. I feel contentment and complete acceptance with whatever happened to me. The poem is called My Husband's Birthday Gifts. Dear God, my husband's birthday is today. I thank you for his life. I ask for gifts with no delay, specifically this five. Love that's eternal and unconditional. Joy from knowing your word of truth. Peace that's beyond understanding traditional. Patience that helps with any distress or ruth. Kindness is next in line for asking. Kindness that he can receive and give. Giving kindness from gratitude and not tasking. Receiving kindness humbly and wanting in it to believe. Four other gifts I'm also requesting. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Thank you, God, for generously investing into my husband's birthday gifts, his eternity and his soul. Right now, pause and honestly answer this question. Can you pray for your offender in order to facilitate forgiveness in your heart for the sake of your own mental health? To post your comment, question, and share your story, 
go to enazebo.com slash forgive. Now let's see what God says on this topic. So we'll be talking about what the Bible says about forgiveness. Mark 11.25 says, And what, whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. Matthew 6.15 says, But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Luke 6.37 says, Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. So, as we can see, the Bible is very clear on the topic of forgiveness. The message is short and simple. If you want your Heavenly Father to forgive you, you must forgive people who offended you. It was really tough for me. This one was a really tough one. But I believe that the Bible is God-breathed word. And here's what helped me. For Christmas at Perimeter Church here in Atlanta, where I'm a member, our pastor Randy Pope shared the story of Barabbas, who was actually supposed to be crucified, waiting his turn when people condemned Jesus. They literally freed Barabbas from the cross, and he was like, what's going on here? And Randy Pope asked us to imagine how Barabbas felt. Now, if you can't imagine how Barabbas felt, you might really benefit from listening to my podcast called Tell Me How You Really Feel. I highly recommend it. I posted it here a few weeks ago. But I was able to imagine how Barabbas felt because I know I am a Barabbas myself. Jesus took his place and my place. It was not just Barabbas whom Jesus freed, it was me as well. Barabbas was supposed to be condemned and die for his sins, but Jesus took that burden upon himself instead and gave Barabbas a new life, and me too. And so knowing that Jesus bled and died for me, to pay for my sin. How can I not forgive Michael? And I wrote in my journal what became the biggest help for me on my journey of healing. I choose to view Michael as holy, righteous, and redeemed because he is my brother in Christ. What about you? Do you want to be forgiving by your Heavenly Father?